listen to me. I'm going to be real honest with you right now. This moment came to me in a dream about a month ago. I was making love. My wife Donna on top of her, thrusting away. A sultry, hot evening. All the windows closed. The heat turned up to about 82. So it gets sweaty and hot. My hips thrusting down on Donna. Her trying to get away, cause she does not like it. When I hear a sound, a rap at the door, my young son Gabriel walks in. My wife says, no, Gabriel, leave. I say, no, let the boy watch. Let the boy watch. He needs to learn the way I learned from my father, the way he learned from his father. <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode five of the Sleazy Podcast. I made it to five. Um, today, I'm not joined by any of my previous uh, PICs, Partners in Crime. I'm joined by an old fellow podcast friend and best friend forever. Flynn. From the formerly Nerdco Sports podcast. Yeah, that we just stopped doing for whatever reason. I think John was just running off out of state or something like that. But <laughs> um, yeah, I called you Johnny and Flynn. So everybody knows your name. Too bad. Suck it. Um, Flynn Diggity. You know. Yeah, Flynn Diggity. Whatever you want to be called. Okay, so we're going to change the tone of the show up a little bit today. And since I have my former sports podcast guy, we're going to start off with the NBA Finals, Game 5, do or die for the Cavs, and LeBron and Kyrie showed up. Yeah, they were the uh, only ones from the Cavs that showed up. Unfortunately. But, uh, yeah. Kevin but Love showed up to score two points. Two points, yeah, that was... Two uh, points. Uh, and he was, he had a lot of minutes, too. Like He was out there a long time, and, and to get two points, that's, uh, that's terrible. I wonder how many shots he took, though. I mean... I think five. I want to say five. I think he was he was well, one of five. He can't take shots if LeBron and Kyrie are just taking them all. Hey, if they if they have a performance like they did last night, then that's all Who that matters. Who cares, yeah. right? Um, Jr. I think scored ten in the first uh, quarter, um, but I did read a stat that said combined uh, through scoring and assists, LeBron and Kyrie were accountable for ninety-seven points on the floor. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, that's that's it's crazy. That's how that's how it was last that's night. That's finals history, baby. That's all you need to know about I think that. that. They're the only the only duo in finals history that's to score at least forty apiece. Forty apiece. They both scored forty one apiece. Yeah. And it's funny, we, we actually sat and watched it last night and you know, I think he got to like thirty one. I was like, at the rate he's going, he's gonna go forty plus to oh, me. Yeah, and, and he got that quick. Yeah, and he sure did get it. Um I wouldn't I won't lie, I got a little Got a little nervous when Golden State pulled within six. Well, Clay had a hell of a game too. He 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 was hitting all his shots and, and he was hitting everything. Just unconscious for for a, one, for a stretch there. The man. one shot he had from like almost half court that he just drained. Yeah, but I mean, I think between him and Kyrie, they were both shitting on each other like all night. I mean, Kyrie, man, he just embarrasses those dudes when they try to chase him around. Yeah, dude has the best handles I think I've ever seen in the NBA. Yeah, he has the tools to be a great, great point guard, and 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 it was nice to see that last night because the Cavs needed it. Yeah, excuse me while I drink this water. <laughs> the uh, podcast is brought to you by Kroger Water. Kroger Water, I think it's like three ninety nine for a thirty two pack. So, go go buy some. 
It's delicious. Yeah, it's pretty good water. Um, I don't know. Some people say you can't taste the difference in water. I think you can. I agree. Yeah, some water tastes like shit, and you're like, ah, give me some better bottled water. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the Kroger water. Yeah, Kroger water's good, and it's cheap. Yes. three ninety nine, thirty two pack. At your local Kroger. Friendly Kroger Marketplace, or, you know, whatever you want to call it. I should be better at that, you know. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but back to the NBA Finals. Um, I mean, I I didn't think that it was going to go down like that. I thought they'd play a tough game and then, you know, they get curbed by like 17 points at the end. Well, I mean, and you got to remember, there's no Draymond last night and for most of the game, no Bogut. So they lost a ton of their size, mostly in Bogut, but Draymond's is their defense. Draymond's like the heart and soul of that team. So yeah. losing him was was huge. So you can't you can't forget that fact. Like as good as as, as the Cavs played, only well two Cavs played good last night. Everybody else didn't really play well at all. And if you if you take that all into account, then I think it it, it might not look the same if if you add add at least add Draymond in there because then you know he's gonna step up on defense on on Kyrie and or LeBron. And it's not going to yeah. be the same. They're not going to get as many points, as free looks as they got with without Draymond there. So, well, now Draymond's going to have to play the big man. Yeah. So. Well, and I, I haven't heard it about Bogut with his status is. Oh, there's no way he can come back and play after that. I mean, did you see Jr. fall into his his knee? Yeah. They haven't really updated his status. I don't no. believe either, which leads me to you know believe that it's a lot worse than what it is, and they don't want the Cavs to know. But I, I don't think he's going to play the rest of the series. If yeah, and he hasn't been a big factor in this series. Like they, they've. Uh, I, I think the first two games, I think he was. He, I mean, he has a few, and he he gives them their size when they need the size. But I, Draymond's obviously the, their their third best player on that team, and and they they definitely missed him last night. Um, but Cleveland, you know, it, it's it's a whole new series now, and the fact that they were down three one going back to Oakland. I think if you look at now they're going to Cleveland. Cleveland's got some momentum now going home. If they can capture that that you know that home court you know advantage Any, and and that whole anything can happen in a game seven. Yeah, and then and then you if they can if they can pull that one out and go back to Oakland, game seven that's you know, all bets are off. If it, game seven you have anything can happen and if they play as well, I think LeBron, I think he he him alone can can will them to a championship. Yeah, and here's the thing. I don't think Cleveland's played their best game yet. No, they, for sure they not. haven't reached their potential. Well, if you look at yeah, because even with the blowout in Game Three, and even with the uh, the excellent performances from Kyrie and Kevin in Game Five, yeah, and, and think, not Kevin Lebron. I'm sorry. If you look at Game Three, Game Three was was definitely their best game of the series, right? Because they had more contributors, and Golden State had a full squad. If you come back, if you look and, and say if, if if they can do what they did Game Three. They really have a chance because they really. If Kyrie and LeBron play, and then you get Jr. get get you know fifteen or so points, and, and and some of the other role players like Jefferson's been playing really well this series. They they've really depended on him for not only his offense but his defense. His so. defense has been outstanding. Yeah, and, and, and the, I think the Cavs played the best defense that I've ever seen any any team play the other night. Yeah, it was really good considering who they're they're playing defense against. You know. Yeah, and if and if they can play defense well enough that that Golden State's not hitting their shots, then then they can win the series. Because if, if Golden State's not hitting the shots, that's, that 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 team relies on. They, yeah, they 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 won more games than any other team in NBA history have, in the regular season. They have and no inside game. It's all about the three. Points. Yeah, especially without Bogut. If they don't have Bogut, I mean, they 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 are only depending on on those guys on the outside now. 
And uh, and see, here's the thing with Bogut out. That means Draymond isn't going to be out on the three point line because he's normally He'll be playing the five. Yeah, he's normally the guy that hits the three that kills our momentum. You know. Yeah. Um. So I mean, it just creates more opportunity for them to trap Clay and uh, Steph Curry. Yeah, exactly. And 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 LeBron, uh, the Cavs can can bring another guy on the inside, and right. that's one. Draymond's going to have to really. He's going to have to. Draymond's going to have a lot of work on his hands because he's going to have to defend whoever, whoever big man's out there for Cleveland. And he's sat out a game, so yeah. he's out of rhythm. I mean, that's being suspended is a big deal, and he's he's not at home, so. And you know what? He's he's going to be looked at by the refs. I mean, they're not going to cut him any slack. I mean, yeah, and that's another good good point to to talk about the series. Like the whole all that all the talk after that game when he was suspended. Like, yeah, it, it was crazy to hear that all the all the kind of the vitriol towards towards LeBron. Like, it was his fault that, that yeah. he got he got punched. Like, I, I don't understand that LeBron. Like, like I, I heard like LeBron campaigned through the media to get him suspended. Like, no, he didn't. Like, LeBron said he didn't care what happened to him. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, obviously it benefited the Cavs to have him suspended, but but you watch it, he punched him in the nuts. Like, yeah. like what 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 do you want? And it's not the first time in the, in in this playoffs that, that that Draymond's done this. So right. I don't understand. Like, you know, he deserved to be suspended for when he kicked uh, um, Adams in the in 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 the ball. So I don't I don't understand that he's definitely gotten away with it and. It comes to a point where it, the NBA let him off easy with the $25,000 fine. Yeah. I mean, in the last series with Golden State. So when they did this, he would have had to have been suspended or they would have looked stupid. Yeah, exactly. They, they had no choice. by, by Because cause he, he obviously should have been suspended. So by letting him off there, they were like, okay, seriously, this is your last chance. And then he went and did it again. I don't know what yeah. anybody else expected. It's crazy to even think about, you know, being a Cavs fan or not, I think anybody just to say, you know, he he did that one. If he did that one more time, he has to be suspended at least one game. Like, it, right. it, I don't understand anybody saying whatever. Don't. It doesn't take much effort not to hit someone like that. I, I don't. I don't get it. It wasn't a basketball play. It wasn't anything like that. He he deserved what he got. Yeah. Um. It, it's it kills me because people, you know, I get why they say they're defending him, but they they just aren't getting the whole thing. Like he's done this ten times already. Yeah. Like that's why he's gotten suspended because it's a it's a reoccurring habit. Yeah, and it wasn't like it wasn't like the NBA was like, oh, we're suspending you because of of your actions. It was he was suspended because of he you know accrued another another uh, flagrant foul. Yeah. So it was just like a, it was like a, they weren't suspending him because of his action. It was because the action gave him another flagrant foul, and because he he he's accrued so many flagrant. I think was it like I think you get four, you get suspended. Four. You so get he's suspended. got four in the playoffs. Like. He deserves to be suspended by the rule book, by by any other yeah. other means. It's it's you know it's right there in, in the rules. You get you get four. I think it's four flagrants, and you, and you're suspended the next game. It's it's black and white. It's funny um, because uh, we I had like a little open discussion on my Facebook, and uh, one of our you know friends that we went to high school with was like, "Oh, you're just a Cavs fan if you if you think he should be suspended." Like, no, it's pretty cut and dry. I mean, the rule is the rule, you know. I mean, sure. I, do I want to see him get suspended? Secretly, yes. Yeah. Because I don't like him. I think he's a dirty player. Um, but I mean, that being said, I don't want to beat Golden State without their best players. I want I want to be able to beat them with everybody on the court. Yeah, and that's what I said. That going in, I wanted the Cavs to play Golden State back when it was between you know Golden State and Oklahoma, yeah. Oklahoma City. I wanted Golden State again because I wanted the Cavs to have a full team to play against them. Yeah. 
And so I think, yeah, we, we want to see Draymond in there and, and beat them with their lineup. But I, I don't have any – I'm not sad about it at all that, that he was suspended because he deserved it. And yeah. that's the bottom line. And trust me, the NBA did not want to do it because the NBA loves the Warriors. They want that picture-perfect win for them and – they want to see him right off in the sunset. They're the NBA's model yeah, team, there, and there's a million. You, know, you see the, the all these things that, that get that Golden State gets away with. All, all the, yeah. the, the moving picks is crazy that yeah. they have. Like I, I've never seen it so many times. Like I watched like like Clay. He goes through all the time when him and him and Curry are out there. He just like grabs people when he runs by him, and then and then Curry will come around, and it just does. I, I don't understand. I mean, they get away with it all the time. Yeah. They, I rarely ever see that call. You know, Stan Van Gundy, like, earlier in the playoffs was like, it's LeBron, he gets away with whatever. Like, how about it's Golden State, they get away with whatever. Yeah, that, that is for sure. Definitely for sure. But, I mean, it's new life to the series now, and I think that Cleveland's, you know, finally getting what they want out of, you know, each game. Like, they've progressively gotten better each game. Yeah, and I still think that, I think they're figuring it out still. Like I don't think they they haven't figured out the lineup yet, which is crazy to me. Like, I, you know, it's already going to be we game see six. what the lineup is. Richard Jefferson needs to play over Love. Yeah, love, just for the defense. Yeah, Love needs to come out, especially like like they they left him in there the whole game yesterday, trying. I don't know if they were trying to see if he can get a shot or or whatever the reason was, because uh, it's obviously obviously not for his defense, and you can't have him out there if he's not hitting shots and he's not playing defense. Then he is he's a liability. Out I just there. want to know why Channing Fry hasn't played a whole lot this series. I mean, that guy, that's fifteen points right there every game. Yeah, I, I think that I think Love needs to he can come off the bench, um, start Fry or start Jefferson. I, I think that, that that's a much better thing. And you, you've got to see, you'll, I think you'll know right away if Jr. doesn't have a shot, then he needs to play a lot less minutes. Yeah. If if Love doesn't have a shot, then he needs to go because you're you're wasting time and you're wasting someone else on the bench that might be hot. Like Jefferson played really well. Or Fry, you know, Fry, Fry's a shooter. If Fry, if Fry is out there and he has a shot, then then bring him out there and keep, I really, make him your starter. At this point, I really think that Jr. needs to come off the bench in favor of Shump, and I really think Jefferson Jefferson alone has earned his spot to start. Yeah, I think I, I, yeah. I think so. Him or Fry, I he's think, outplayed Kevin Love this series in particular. He's played solid minutes all through the playoffs. Yep. Um, but hopefully Cleveland can wrap one up in the the queue and. You know, yeah, I think I think they have a chance. I, think I just if, if, I can't see LeBron letting them win again in in the land. You know, yeah, I can't see like he doesn't. They, they you know the, the Warriors make that joke about smelling champagne when every time they walk in the the queue, and I I can't see them wanting to hear that again for another year or five years. Yeah, I think I think if the Cavs win Game Six, then I think I think game, I think they win Game Seven too. I think by that because if they can win Game Six versus that whole team with Draymond. I think that, that means they'll finally have it probably figured out because you yeah. can't count on 40 from LeBron and Kyrie every time. And here's the thing. They got rid of David Lee, so there's no other guy to create a mismatch now. Mm-hmm. Like, Verjao sucks. If you put him in, they're just going to foul him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like they did to Tristan Thompson. Yeah. Which, man, at least he made two and they quit fouling him after that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. I'm with you. We were just talking about this. I said, you know, it's funny that – Teams that get a lead once they they're up like three one and they lose that that second win, like they just like it, the the pressure is on them and some people collapse, you know. Yeah. But, um, you know, now that the three one thing is is over with, LeBron actually was uh, down three two in the two thousand twelve two thousand thirteen season, 
in the NBA Finals with the Miami Heat, and he came back and won. Which a little bit different. He didn't go down three one in that series, but still, yeah. I mean, it's three two now. So yeah, it'd be a great accomplishment. It'd be a great story for Cleveland. I mean, I mean LeBron like, is not nervous. You can tell. Like he's he's been in every situation that he can be. Yeah, in especially in the you put him in the situation. He's away, and he was the villain. Last, you know, he was get, every time he touched the ball, even in practice in the warmups, he was getting booed like crazy. Yeah. Like for most of the game until at the end, we're like, oh, we can't really boo him anymore because he beat the crap out of us. So. Yeah. But because uh, he put on an NBA historical performance. Yeah, but you know, you can see. You he, he kind of, I think in the past, even when we, when he first went to Miami, he, he didn't really like that role of the villain because he, he got he got booed every every place he went to. He got booed. I, I think he likes it. And now. I think now, I think now, especially last night, I think he embraced it and he went out there and said, "Okay, you guys want to boo? Here, I'll show you what's up." Yeah. And uh, I hope they boo him again like that in Game Seven. Oh, but, like, and they absolutely will. Yeah, if we make it to Game Seven. Yeah, which, let's let's hope that. But I also, I also want to point out Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> I'm campaigning big time for ESPN to fire him. He is the biggest, biggest back and forth person I've ever seen in in, in sports commentary or whatever you want to call it. But game two, oh the Cavaliers are done. Put a folk in it. They're done. Okay, okay. Now what happens after last night? I watch a clip while you know I'm on break at work today. Oh, LeBron is a man. LeBron is a man. He's a bad man. Yeah. He just, he showed me something last night. Like, well, you've been watching him for 10 plus years. What else is he not showing you? All of a sudden, then he's like, Golden State ain't winning game six. And they'll be lucky to win game seven. It's just like, come on, dude. Stick to your guns. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I definitely don't like Stephen A. Smith. But he, he does get the uh, the draw of attention from the from the people. I, people yeah. love him. They they have they, people love that show. I, know Skip, I hate him. Skip's leaving in a couple episodes. I like Skip better than I like him, and I hate Skip. Yeah, and I, I don't like either one of them. I don't watch the show, so I, I mean I can't really speak too much to it. But uh, I just but but he gets they, they lo- people love that kind of a of a that that polarizing kind of content. Yeah, I like. guess I wouldn't mind Stephen A. Smith if he just talked in a regular voice. Yeah, but like the fact that it's just this like role that he plays. Yeah, that that, that show built these like two personas of these two just this polarizing guys. Hey, let's just get in here and yell we'll at both each have, other. Yeah, we'll both have opposite opinions, and we'll both be really you know intense about it, and, and people will eat it up, and and they absolutely have. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see what happens, but go Cavs! I yeah. say. Game six is uh, Thursday, it's nine o'clock. Yeah, yeah, these late games they kill me. Dude. I know, I I can't stand how late yeah. they are, but. Sunday, if they make it to Sunday, it'll be 8 o'clock, so it's an hour earlier. Yeah. Good good deal, an hour earlier. They should start at 7, I think. But you know those California people, man. Yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> moving on, we're going to talk about a couple movies. Um, we actually got early passes to see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Out of the Shadows. And... The first one I, I went in not expecting a whole lot, you know, and I was actually pleasantly surprised. Minus the one things, some of the things I disliked most about the movie were the product placement, Pizza Hut and Crush. And, yeah. You know, then, you know, I, I don't mind Megan Fox because she's very nice to look at. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, she can be, you know, the worst actress and I wouldn't care because she's eye candy. Um, but, I mean, other than that, it was decent. I took it for what it was. It was a kid's movie. Now, I got to say, man, they they totally, like, they took the criticisms that people had in the first one, and they totally improved it in the second one. 
Yeah, I think it was just like it was like they 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 took they took the cartoon and and, and made it. Yes, that was their blueprint for this movie. Yeah, and, and they really did a great job. I thought of of, of really kind of capturing all that. All, all the, when I was watching the movie, I couldn't help but to think like, man, I feel like I'm watching the cartoon again. Yeah. And it, it was really good. I mean, they got the personalities right with the turtles, you know, which they did in the first one. Um, Krang was done pretty well, I thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was decent. Casey Jones, Stephen Emil, it doesn't really have a whole lot of range in his acting. But I thought they made Casey Jones kind of like too like, I don't know how to say this, but like, I'm the good guy and doesn't know any better, you know? Yeah. But. Yeah, it was it was weird because like. If I, I mean, I don't, I haven't watched the cartoon in a long time, but if I remember, he was more of like a bad guy, like initially like, when, when he first was introduced. Like, they yeah, didn't know what he to was make just kind of like a vigilante that, yeah, you know, they kind of had problems. And it with. took him a while to get get used to him, but whatever. he never was like like a Captain America type yeah. character, which is what I kind of felt like they were making him exactly like, all yeah. American guy who got screwed over. Yeah, Casey Jones was just like you know your typical like rough guy, you know, mm-hmm. who liked hockey. But, and that's one of the things that the original movie got right was Casey Jones, you know. But, I mean, to me, the first movie, the first two movies are like, that's it, you know. But this second one, really, I really liked it, you know. I wouldn't mind watching it again. Yeah, for sure. It was really good. Um, I can't remember who else was in the movie. Um, Tyler Perry was, yeah, could do without him. Which, we're going to get to see Baxter at some point, you know, the little fly guy. Yeah. So, that's cool. Um, Shredder was kind of you know a disappointment. I mean, yeah, he didn't really have much to do in the movie. Like he, yeah. he got Crank. he got you know he got broken out of the thing, and then and he was all ready to do some other stuff, and then Krang had some other ideas. Yeah, so Krang is kind of like the bad guy, which is fine. But I really loved the uh, the dump truck they had when they were shooting the uh, yeah the uh, t- uh, sewer lids out. Yeah, you know that was cool. Um, I still haven't seen we haven't seen a good splinter scene, you know, but. So, I mean, I guess if you kind of, like, ignore the first one, if you're very particular on things, then the second one will be really good for you. Yeah, so. it, it was It was kind of... The first one was, was okay for, like, an origin story, I guess. To like to, But it's it's for a new set of kids. I yeah. Mean, that's what it is. Um, it, it's not made for me and you, the the old diehard fans. Yeah, the, if you don't need an origin story for the Turtles, then, then the second one is perfect for you. Like, and, especially if you watch the cartoon, then, then this is perfect. Perfect for yeah. you. And that's what I understand when it comes to, like, you know, remakes and stuff like that. Like, they're not made for the true fan of the originals. They're going a different direction, and you just have to accept that. Yeah, especially some of like the Turtles, who are owned by Nickelodeon. Yeah. So you take that you take that into account, and you have, and you're, you know, they're going for the, that next, you know, when we were kids, that's, you know, that's we were going to watch Turtles. So that's what they're going for with this. Is, is the, is the a kids lot are, of people that are, like, really diehard original turtle fans when i say original they're comic book turtle fans didn't mm. like our cartoon version yeah because the turtles were ruthless they actually like killed people and you know did some dirty things but i mean so i mean you're just not going to get it it's going to change every time you're never going to get something that's page for page for page you know yeah and you're never going to get something that pleases everybody yeah so and i mean you just have to look at I go in and I look at it like, well, this is going to be different, but hopefully it entertains me. That's yeah. what I want to see. Does it entertain me? Does it keep my attention for the hour and 40, 50 minutes? Yeah, and th- there's nothing that that I've, like, from my childhood or, or anything, that I'll be 
angry at if it's not done exactly how it yeah. was. Like I, I go into everything watching it. If I'm entertained by it first and foremost, and then you know if it, if it's good, it, it, I like to see a lot of the kind of the the throwbacks and the, or the the homages to the to the original stories in a lot of things, which is always cool to see. But but I, I go into things knowing that this is probably not going to be you know canon from from you know taken directly from the original yeah. stuff one thing i didn't like was like how they made the turtles in the first one they were kind of like really big and bulky and they had one of the things that made them big and bulky was they had all this shit on them yeah you know like i don't know what you want to call it like samurai gears almost <laughs> or something you know but uh they kind of like sized them down for this movie and they got rid of the things that people didn't like on them and i really appreciated that yeah but uh and i, I mean but one of the things they really nailed was Michelangelo and, and Raphael. I mean, those two were just like the cartoonish, you know, like yeah. for, straight from the cartoon. But yeah, it, especially Michelangelo, especially I think yeah. he, he he's perfect for that. You know, he, the, the guy that does his voice is like right on too. Yeah. But uh, I mean, overall, I mean, I mean, if I were to give it like, you know, out of five stars, I'd probably give it a four star. You know, because it was that fun. Yeah. I really have fun watching it, and I think a lot of kids will really dig that movie. Yeah, because I I definitely think it's 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 a good movie to watch for kids. It's not there, there was nothing there's nothing too, it's too violent, nothing too scary. Yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely it definitely it's, it's a good sweet spot of a movie for kids to enjoy and the kids' parents. You yeah, know? so it, it, it's it's really enjoyable. It's too bad we couldn't get your son out to enjoy it. Yeah, he didn't. He tried to watch the first one. He said it was too scary, but he's only he just turned five, so. Uh, maybe here. I was here watching soon. the original one when I was. <laughs> then again, I was watching like Lethal Weapon when I was like three and four. Well, I remember and... watching like uh, Terminator when I was a kid, and yeah, I, that gave me nightmares. So I got and like that was like the only movie I've ever had nightmares from was Terminator. My so. brother is uh, fourteen now. My mom still won't let him watch stuff, and I'm like, Mom, I was watching that when I was like three, <laughs> and like she always looks at me and she goes, Sweetie, you were a different type of kid. <laughs> and I'm like, I guess well, so. that's true. She was like, You had to grow up a little quicker, and I was like, Okay, whatever. Um, that's our generation. I think we definitely, we, we grew up, uh, faster. Um, so I went and a buddy from work actually gave me a call, you know, Sunday evening. He was like, Hey, you want to go see the conjuring too? I was like, sure. And we just happened to luck out and it was in, uh, the Marcus and the first showing that we were going to go see was in the dream seats and all that. Nice. So yeah, it was awesome. And to top it off, I still had two free movie passes from when the power went out for Batman vs. Superman, so I saw it for free. That's what's up. High five. Yes. Um, And I'm not, I'll tell you this. When it comes to scary movies nowadays, I really don't like watching them. Um, They just don't scare me. Unless I'm watching them with somebody else and I see how they react or, you know what I mean? And it kind of gets me into the movie a little bit. But... When I went and seen The Conjuring a couple years ago, I'm, I would say, you know, it made me feel like I was a kid again, and I really enjoyed it. There was a lot of scary parts in it, and I got to tell you, this Conjuring 2 for a sequel, every bit as good as the first parts where I'm like, okay, I know something's coming up here. I just know it. This is, you know, this is how they wrote this in, and it still scared the shit out of me. I still jumped, you know, four or five times through that movie, and the fact that, I mean, just the the way they shoot things and the way they make certain characters look, it is creepy as hell, man. Like, and I'm not even going to lie to you. Like I came home later that night and (laughs) 
you know that feeling you have, like, you feel like somebody's behind you watching you? Like, I had that feeling, like, every time I got up to go do something, and I was just like, uh, so you, like, flick the light on and look back, you know? <laughs> but you know nothing's going on. It's just the, the effect the movie had on you. Yeah. And to me, that's worth it. Like, they nailed it. If they can get that reaction out of me, they can get it out of most people. I remember going to see Signs with you, and then when the, and the dog barked, yeah, and jumped out of your seat. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, it's like sometimes like it's always that stupid part. Like it's not necessarily scary. It's the the environment. You're yeah, in. the suddenness of it. Yeah, yeah like, the, like, the speakers get to you and it makes you jump. Well, it's like, like Signs wasn't really a scary movie, but like Shyamalan and Halley's thing, you know, he likes to just insert these random like jump out parts. So like yeah. like that, that that dog barking with the, the volume turned all the way up. And like see, was, I think the thing that makes The Conjuring scary is because deep down in your mind, like. You know, you like, especially if you're a religious person, you can see something like this happening or whatever. And because I mean, you, you know, you obviously if you're religious, you believe in demons and whatnot. But what's well, like 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 the uh, the Exorcist? I mean, that, that's yeah, what, that's, 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 yeah, that's what pretty much the first one and this one are are like that. Yeah. Um. But I mean, you just you can somehow imagine it happening. So, you know, they kind of get in your mind and make you, you know, almost as if you're kind of there and it kind of affects you like that, you know? Yeah, because I, I haven't seen the first one. I, I'm probably not going to see this one. But, like, isn't the idea, like, it, like, like, like the exorcist where, like, like, someone's, like, possessed or whatever? And, like, yeah. so it's almost shot, like, here, this is, like, a this is based on real events or whatever. And, like, so yeah, they well, go and they, they say, here, this is, what, this is what's going to go these, on. And, like, it, these are like some, it's like a, a documentary almost. Well, these, uh, I wouldn't say documentary. But these are these follow uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren, which they're like the most famous, you know, ghost investigators or whatnot. They've got tons of books out. I was actually looking at them. There's one where they said they uh, they exercised a werewolf demon. And I don't know what a werewolf demon is, but yeah. I don't. I'm not gonna read up on it. I don't really want to know any more than <laughs> I have to. But uh, Ed and Lorraine, you know, throughout the 70s and 80s. Um, they got called in when things were like really bad and they were actually really famous for the Amityville horror okay. uh, thing. Like that's them. Okay. So, but and, you know, and a lot of people thought they were hoax, but I mean the Roman Catholic church would, when they had like people that would complain about stuff, they would call Ed and Lorraine and Ed and Lorraine would go in. They'd observe and if they could help the family, they'd try to help and then leave. But there's a lot of debate because a lot one of the families was addicted to drugs and stuff like that. But you know, one of the, like their fame, to the glory is you know Ed's said he's been thrown across rooms and Lorraine supposedly has psychic abilities, which you'll see that if you see the movie. Okay. But I mean, I guess you know I'll go back to the religious part. If you're a religious person, you'll find some kind of you know something to take away from the movie. You know, make you appreciate it a little bit. Because they are, you know, God people, you know, Christians or whatever you want to call. I don't, I don't know if I classify them Christians, but okay. Uh, <laughs> but you know, they they believe theater because the sound is what gets you. You yeah. got to turn the lights off. It's got to be <laughs> dark. You got to turn your your surround system on, and you got to catch the full environment of it. But no, I definitely give Conjuring four out of five stars. I mean, it was. At a good time. My buddy that was with me, he was like, dude, he was like, said the same thing I said. He was like, I knew when there was parts that would make me jump. I'm trying not to jump, and it still scared the shit out of me. Yeah, see, and that's, I guess, if that's an experience you, you are looking for, then that's cool. But, like, I don't really, like, I don't, I don't see the, the value of, of, 
Hey, I want to go to this movie and I want it, I want it to make me jump. Like I I, I don't. It's still a, it's still a good movie though, so it's still worth watching. Okay. Not only for that experience, but I mean it's worth watching just to see the storyline and you know the events that the characters go through and whatnot. And the the people that actually play Ed and Lorraine, you've seen them in a couple things. Yeah. I, I uh, recognize the guy. The one guy's from Watchmen. He played the uh, guy that looked like Batman in Watchmen. I don't okay. know the character's name. But, uh, I mean, they're really good actors and actresses. So, I mean, it's it's a good quality movie. And, I mean, the cinematography in it is amazing, too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, either way you go, it's, not, it's a win, you know. But, I mean, that's the only movies I've seen recently. Have you seen anything? Uh, no, I think... Well, I saw... Um... The, the nice guys seeing it's 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 really Ryan Gosling and uh, uh who's the other Russell Crowe Russell Crowe yeah they're really good together it's really it's a funny movie there's a lot of it's just it's it's really enjoyable it's set in the seventies exactly it, it's 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 so funny and it's these guys that they're like private detectives and they're going through and they kind of stumble into some bigger things and it's 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 very enjoyable. Um, a lot funnier than I thought it was going to be. Like I, I, from the, from the trailers I saw, it was going to be, it was going to be. You know, there's some funny parts in it, but I didn't realize how funny kind of throughout the movie was going to be. And but it's definitely it has that tone through it. It's 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 definitely worth watching. Um, there's a lot of movies coming out this summer that that I mean, obviously the summer blockbuster season right. upon us. Independence Day comes out. I really want to see that day after my birthday. You know, you know what I want to see. What I really want to see. That I haven't seen yet. That's been out for a couple of months. Keanu. Oh uh, yes, we were just talking about the other day. I was like, I haven't seen that either. I right? want to see that so bad. It looks hilarious. I've told a couple people that, and they're like, "What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> the movie looks terrible." And I'm like, "You're fucking crazy." No, those guys looks funny. Those guys know what they're doing. It's, yeah, it's gonna those be guys funny. know comedy. Like, I mean, those guys are the heir apparent to Dave Chappelle. Yeah, me. for sure. But I'm really sad I haven't seen that yet. I'm gonna have to fire up my box and see if I can't find a stream of that you know and don't judge me for that audience because I go see movies left and right every other week every week you name it I'm, I'm going so don't judge me for that I just got busy and couldn't see that this time I'll probably rent it so I might, at least I'm contributing some hopefully, hopefully it'll be out on like Blu-ray in like August or something yeah I imagine know? it would come out soon movies seem to have a quick turnaround nowadays yeah for sure but um now there's I can't even remember anything off the top of my head what else comes out. I mean, oh, Suicide Star, Star Trek, Star Trek, Suicide Squad. Oh, I want to see Star Trek obviously because I am a big Trekkie. Yeah, but I'm kind of upset that it's not in space and they're blowing the Enterprise up again. I mean, it up. seems like they do that every other every other movie now. Well, yeah, they blew they blew the Enterprise up last time, but it was in a space. But I do I do want to see. I want to see Captain Kirk on the bridge talking shit to somebody. Yeah. And like, you know, them like retaliating like, well, Kirk, if you don't, if you don't do this and then he's like, turn the screen off, Sulu. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what I want to see. That's the kind of shit I want to see from Star Trek, you know, but I, I guess if I want to watch that, I can watch, uh, the next inner or, uh, next generation, not next enterprise, the next generation, the next generation. Cause Patrick Stewart did that shit as Picard all the time. He'd always like talk shit to people on the screen and cut them off. Yep, I'm done with you. Yeah, but anyways, we got big news today. Uh, amazing news! Big, big, amazing news. You might say it was pretty, 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 pretty good. good. 
Curb Your Enthusiasm is coming back for another season. Amazing. It's it's a five-year hiatus. Five-year hiatus, man. I was glad, because I, I caught it late. I watched it, actually, just like last year I watched it. I watched it all the all five seasons. Hey, or bro, however it is. Bro, when are you going to listen to me? I, I always listen to you. I, usually I'm late, but I, I definitely I listen bro, to you. Bro, when are you going to listen to me? I, like, I was watching Curb, and I was like, <clears throat> you got to watch this show. Like, there's so many, like, scenes, like, every episode that I just had, like, Laugh till I cry moments like yeah it's 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 even worse for me because I'm a big uh, Seinfeld fan and and Larry David's amazing he's a genius yes um he is uh he's he's per- he's perfect Bernie yeah so uh but he he's uh that that show was so good and when it kind of ended I was like it didn't it ended but it was like oh like it could it could have went on if it went on too so you're like oh, you know hopefully I want I was curious it came back and I didn't realize it'd been it'd been gone for so long because I just watched it fairly recently. And uh, I, I really, really enjoy that show. So what's your favorite Curb episode? Um, I don't know. I, they're all so good. I, I can't... I don't know if I could pick a favorite. So Definitely, it'd be one with one of his, like, like catchphrases. And, like, the when he, when he starts... When, like, all the... Like, they're pretty good. Um, that's always... Those are, those are funny. I'll tell you what. I really enjoyed the seasons with... Uh, Leroy in it, yeah, like he was really good. Um, one episode where he dated the the girl in the wheelchair and he like wheeled her into a closet and closed the door on her. But I'll tell you this: one of the favorite like one thing that about Larry David, he builds a joke up for the whole episode, and then he he hits the punch at, like right at the end. The one episode where they he gets a he's he's visiting Richard who's sick, and Richard's nurse. Used to go out with, uh, is it Jeff? His other buddy, Jeff? Oh, yeah. Is this the big vagina? Yeah. Oh, that's. And she's <laughs> like, she's like, yeah, it didn't really work out with Jeff. And he's like, so why not? If you don't mind me asking. And she finally tells him, and, you know, she puts her finger up to the universal sign for he doesn't have a big one. And so he goes back to uh, Jeff and he's like, so I talked to, you know, such and such that you used to date. And, He's like, oh, yeah, what'd she have to say? And he's just kind of, like, putting his finger up and, you know, casually trying to tell him. And he was like, no, 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 no. And then he puts his, like, hands up. He's like, big vagina, big vagina. She's got a big vagina. And I was like, you know what? That's my excuse from now on. <laughs> but if it works for Jeff, it can work for anybody. Yeah, that, that was really, that was good. But I, I wonder how many episodes get 10 out of it, you know. Yeah, I hope they do a full season. I got to imagine this is it for him, though. Because, I mean, he's been off doing other movies and acting, obviously. SNL. I mean, seriously, HBO is has got to be the best, like, best curator of, of, of television. Oh, yeah, because, they know what they're doing. Like, like right now, Game of Thrones is, is, is wrapping up, what's this, season six now? Yeah, I think it's six. Um, we're getting, we've got two episodes left, I think. It, it's amazing. The, the show, this is one, or Game of Thrones is one of the best shows ever like every episode is like a, it's like a little movie like you every in in they're all it's all just big one big you know they're connected to each other and uh and and Thrones is amazing i just started watching i'm in season three of veep now i know that's in, currently going is running also veep is is great eastbound and down was one of our favorites i remember that show i mean the first season of that i remember you brought that to me to watch and you have it on dvd and i was like you're like watch this and i remember i watched it like in a couple of days and i was like this is incredible that was one of the funniest shows ever um, I'll never forget going to uh, Atlanta for 311's Halloween party the year 
uh, eastbound and down was finally getting discovered. I went as Kenny Powers and just walking down Peachtree Lane or Street, whatever it is. There's like a billion Peachtree streets there, but uh, they like I felt like a rock star. Everybody was like coming up to me, like high fiving me. They're like Kenny fucking Powers, <laughs> and I was like, yes, I'm a rock star. But yeah, man, they, they everything they put out is gold. I mean, even if it is like a show that most people don't like, there's a handful of people that like it that make it successful. Yeah, like the um the the wire. I watched that. The wire was such an amazing show. Like it's I need seriously to get into that. it's it's one of the best shows ever. Like it's up there with you know, I think I, I consider like Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad, um, two of the best shows ever made. The Wire to me is right up there with with them. Um, Oz is another one. Oz is so good. Like I was surprised how much I would like Oz, and, and yeah. it's 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 great. And there's you see, you'll see, there's a lot of reoccurring characters too. You see like like there was actors anyway. Um, like there's an actor that was in Oz that was also in The Wire, and you you'll see him out throughout. But um, HBO is is amazing. Like um, th- there's a new show with uh, coming out, the Vice Principal show. Yeah, that looks really good. It, I mean, it looks it's gonna be funny. Um, but I, I, I'm continually impressed. I just, I'm just starting this week, just watching Sopranos. Um, oh, you I mean, gotta, Sopranos is up there as the best. You so, wanna, you wanna talk about your best shows. Okay, so for me, it's Breaking Bad, I mean, The Sopranos, Lost, and I, I, what am I forgetting here? I mean, obviously Game of Thrones, but I mean, that's, and then Walking Dead. Walking Dead, yeah. You know, like, those are like the best shows ever. Yeah, I so I I know I watched the first episode of, of Sopranos, so I, I I know I'm gonna like it. There's no question. It was never about whether I'm gonna like it or not. It was just about when I was ready to invest that much time because it, you know it's a it's you know they're hour episodes and it, it, it there's a, there's a handful of seasons, so it's gonna take a little while. But uh, it's 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 amazing. I know it's gonna be amazing, and I can't wait to to get into it. Yeah, here's the thing about Sopranos, just like Breaking Bad. You can watch the whole series, and then when you see a rerun on, you just stop what you're doing and watch it. Like, that's what kind of show The Sopranos is. Yeah, and, and Breaking Bad, that was another thing. I, I didn't watch Breaking Bad when it was when it was running. I watched it, and that was another thing I watched this past year. And it's amazing. Like, that, that's one of those shows. I, I, another, oh, we're forgetting 24. 24 is probably number one in my... In, 24 was good. Yeah, 24. Is a, that was one of those shows where, like, you... like. And twenty four was in that all in that list. Twenty four and Game of Thrones, I guess, were the only shows I had to watch week to week. Like all these other shows, like Breaking Bad, I got to binge it and I watch you know a few episodes at a time, which is great because it kind of it kind of quenches your thirst for a little bit. You like you watch three episodes of Breaking Bad, you're like oh my gosh, you, you cover a lot of ground. Well, you know if you watch twenty four, twenty four, you watch if you only got one hour of that each each week. It was it was like you were like you're like thirsting for it every week. You're like, oh my gosh, I need to, I need to watch you know 24. Like that was like before I think I had DVR, so I had like I was like I need to be at my TV when this is on, and um, and it, it, it was amazing. And that's how and that's how you know uh, Game of Thrones is like you have to watch these and, yeah. and you can't wait to watch the next episode. And Breaking Bad was like that too. I was glad I was able to, to binge it because I could just. I would go, okay, I want another episode now, and like I want to know what happened. There's always that one asshole at work who never asks you, hey, did you watch that? Man, the mountain ripped that dude's head off last night. <laughs> You're yeah. like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> Seriously. Like, ask. Sorry if I spoiled that for anybody. I should have asked. <laughs> 
But, I mean, other than that, I think that's all we got to talk about. Yeah. So I really enjoyed sitting down with you again. Yes. Brought the mojo back out. Boys are back together. That's right. Yeah. It's uh, the band is back together. You know. Yeah. So. I'm rest, sure. rest in peace, Nerco Sports. Yes. Well, you know, this it'll kind of incorporate itself into this show. I like so, it. Yeah, maybe we can get Dan on here. Good. Yeah, so if he's not too busy doing whatever he does nowadays. Dan the Cigar Man. Yeah, Dan the Cigar Man. But I don't know who's going to be with me on the next episode. Probably Kyle, I would assume. So I'd imagine he wants to talk about something boring that nobody will want to hear, along with me. But... Thank you to the seven people that probably listen nonstop. So, excellent to have you. But that's all I have. Make sure you visit nerdko.com. That's ko.com, nerdko.com. We have tons of great t-shirts and accessories there that you can purchase. And you'll look really cool with them on it. You've got a couple Nerdco shirts. I do. Yes, they're awesome. Excellent news. That's what I like to hear. But tune in next time, peeps.